0: Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network.
1: Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com
2: today.
4: Today is the last day of August, which means we're rounding out our little journey through time. And we wanted you to be the ones to pick our final time capsule episode to celebrate our partnership with the amazing folks over at Pantheon Podcasts. Well, you voted, and the winner is one of my all time favorite bands. It's the Provo Indie Pop Quartet, The Aces. This incredibly talented group of four women were the subject of a Century Club episode that we had back in 2019 at the beginning of the pandemic, and somehow we managed to get them in the room to talk all about the bonus track edition of their incredible 2020 album, Under My Influence. Check it out. This is one of, I think, our best talks to date. You'll learn all about how to make the perfect club according to the Aces. It involves a lot of ice cream and some Lactaid. Tune in to hear more. Cheers. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than just an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host Anthony and today is yet another glorious day in COVID Nation. Not much to do but sit in our respective quarantines, twiddle our thumbs and wait our turn to get shot up with that delicious needle juice. So until that day when we can safely sneeze on all of our friends yet again, we're here to bring you all the tunes and or tumblers we assume you look forward to every week. Please enjoy responsibly. As we all know, drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I paid some dudes on TaskRabbit to keep me company on the airwaves. And they are...
5: Ryan, your music connoisseur. (laughs) And Pedro, your mixologist.
4: And our guests today have actually been the subject of a Century Club episode last year but we made our vision board, put good vibes into the universe, and lo and behold, they are here with us today. They're a pop rock quartet hailing from Provo, Utah, and have been tearing up the indie scene for a while. They released their sophomore album Under My Influence last year after headlining a sold-out US tour, before the pandemic that is, and they're keeping the momentum strong with a couple of recently released bonus tracks that are as bright, dreamy, and soulful as the rest of their discography. They're a favorite over at Atwood Magazine and a staple in my own library. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome the aces to the pod. Thank you all for joining us.
6: Oh my gosh, that was such a beautiful intro. Thank you for that.
4: (laughs) Of course, I always do my homework. And thank you for uh, making our dreams come true and being here with us today. And this is a big group. I hope the Zoom can handle it. Uh, can we do a roll call really quick just so our listeners can put names to voices?
2: Yes. Want start, Kate? Yep. I'm Katie. I'm the guitar player. I'm
1: Ken. I play bass. I'm Crystal. I sing. I'm Elisa. I play drums.
4: All right. Well, keep that in mind, everyone. It might get confusing up in here, but I believe in all of you. Uh, before we get started, I think it's time we broke the ice or burned a hole in the plastic, if you'll excuse my <laughs> terrible reference to your cover art. <laughs> um what has everyone been listening to this week who wants to go first
6: gosh
2: <clears throat> I, do you want to, should we do another roll call down the line roll call down do the line do you want to start um <laughs> i can start, like... recently this is katie i have been listening to a lot of britney howard's solo stuff Ooh, yeah i love alabama shakes but her solo project is awesome yeah too. yeah she's, she's amazing. amazing she's amazing
1: yeah
0: I'm looking at my latest playlist has Alicia Keys, Billy Paul, BGs, John Lennon, and MGMT. So all Amazing. over the board. Great, gotcha.
6: Yeah. Great. Um, my latest, what I've been listening to. Alyssa's <laughs> starting her own playlist in the corner. Um, I've been listening to li- the S. G. Lewis record that just came out. I cannot stop listening to. It makes me want to get out into the bars and clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm dreaming of that day. As yeah. <laughs> um, G. Lewis, and then I've been listening to the new Haley Williams solo stuff. She just put out like another half of her um, solo record and just beautiful, really, really mm-hmm. beautiful. So my two moods. Yeah, moons. there it is,
1: there it is. I've been listening the most, to the white fan noise on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> and um, no, I've been listening to... Um, the neighborhood paramore uh goth babe i've kind of just been going super just like indie band kind of vibe which is funny because i actually used to really only listen to like r&b and hip hop. so people change. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> people change
7: pager you want to take the helm sure um i've been listening to lately ryan actually turned me on to this um and i'm probably going to butcher the name i'm sorry his name is uh, Harumi Hosono, and he's a Japanese artist from, like, back in, like, the 70s. And his album, um, it's called Phil, Phil Harmony, uh, I think. I can't remember. Um, anyway, he makes this, like, amazing, like, funky, like, almost jazzy electronic music. And it's... And he's... I mean, and apparently, I've been doing a little research, and he's inspired, like, a lot of uh, big genres uh, over in Japan, um, especially in, like, the pop realm of music. And I don't know, I, I just love hearing... Really familiar sounds through a completely different lens. Like it, you, it, it's recognizable and yet totally new. Um, so I recommend checking them out.
1: I actually probably been listening to jazz more than anything. I just put jazz on in my house like constantly.
7: Hell yeah,
4: nice. Ryan, what's on your playlist? It's funny you say that. I have the new
5: Japanese breakfast single uh, on my uh, on rotation. I think it just dropped Friday, and it's called "Be Sweet" out on Dead Oceans. I'm pretty into it. Flow. It's been flowing really nicely with the Aces playlist I've had on for the last week, and uh, the song, <laughs> the song was it's a lot brighter kind of than what she's done, and I think it's off her third album coming out, and it was written with um, Jack Tatum of Wild Nothing, who I like a lot as well. So
4: mm.
5: excited for that. Getting hyped on Japanese Breakfast.
6: I get confused between Japanese House and Japanese Breakfast. There's a lot of Japanese
8: yeah.
6: Yeah. bands they're, going. They're on. also very similar. Like they're both. Yeah. I feel like I uh, have yeah. kind of the same vibe. I know Japanese House really well because my girlfriend's obsessed and you're yeah. obsessed. Yeah. But I don't know Japanese Breakfast. You like her. So I need to show. to give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you like her. Awesome.
4: <laughs> well, I guess I'll bring up the rear again. So I've been listening to the new Chris Stapleton record starting over. I really love the stuff he's doing. It's pretty nostalgic, like almost everything I've been listening to. Kind of calling back to a time before bro country Um kind of getting back to roots a bit. But also he in uh he injects a lot of like uh hard rock into his into his music. Love him. Uh so if you're a fan of Tennessee whiskey, uh head on over to his latest record. And on top of that, I've been listening to I I guess it's not the most recent Maggie Rogers single, but like the one before the one she did with uh Phoebe Bridgers, Love You for a Long Time, completely different vibe. Uh very sweet, very poppy. Um, lots of feelings in there of being just totally and madly in love. Um, yeah, you know, trying to trying to get those vibes in quarantine, even though I'm stuck between the same four walls. Thank you everyone for adding to my release radar. Now, who is feeling thirsty? Pedro's raising his hand. We are, <laughs> we
8: are, we are so always, always all the time. Always.
4: Well, we can't actually share a drink because of quarantine, but radio is all imagination and lies. <laughs> so <laughs> Imagine, if you will, your favorite bar in the whole world. Now picture a bar about three steps down from that. (laughs) (laughs) This is our bar. (laughs) The bouncer is a little rough, but the place has a great drink menu, I guarantee it. But before we get to it, did you bring any form of ID to get in?
2: Yes. We did. We did. We We came prepared. Do you want to start, Kate? Yeah. Yeah. So this here is Jenny's ice cream. Which we are... We first discovered on tour, but... I personally live for this. Like, yeah. It's so good. Kenna so good. literally got it. me Jenny's for my birthday. That's how much. Which <laughs> is rare. It's rare to get it in Utah. It and is. I it is. tracked
6: it down for her, the cream puff flavor. Yeah. And if you'll notice, there's a little dairy-free on it's there. It's dairy-free. Um, mm.
2: We try to stay. You it's know, pretty we try. pretty typical for the aces, steering uh-huh. away from dairy. Yes. Yeah. It's
8: yeah.
2: all yeah. my fault, to be honest. So, I, um, catch me in the club eating Jenny's ice cream, bopping through the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding, <laughs>
1: Mood, spoon and pint in hand. Yeah, that's Katie. And that's, that's the kidding. mood. You know, you don't need a drink all the
6: time. You just need a pint of Jenny's. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jenny sponsor <laughs> no, 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 us, please.
2: Spike the ice cream. Sp- Let's do some floats. Some boozy ice cream. With there we go. Jenny's ice cream. Yeah. There we go.
6: Thank you.
5: I think, you're, I think you're onto something with a bar that doesn't serve any alcohol, just only ice cream in the club.
3: If you've or been you to Utah.
6: We went to basically. That That is Utah. Yeah, Yeah. that's That's Utah. Yeah, it's like soda. You know, there's not (laughs) coffee joints. There's just soda joints. Yeah, (laughs) Mm. come to Utah and you're gonna get get the vibe of that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, I'm next. Here, my ID is this this little guy. It is a high grade alarm thing, so I run outside <laughs> a lot by myself. And if I pull this, it is the craziest, most high pitch alarm, loudest sound I've ever heard in my whole life. I tried it once and I got it and it was terrifying. Oh my gosh. So if you ever see me running on the streets, it's getting crazy in the club. Don't get I'm too
2: close. Crazy in the <laughs> Don't get
0: too <laughs> close or else
2: alert alert alert, alert
0: alert alert i need
6: one of those don't get yeah. crazy in the club every woman yeah. should have one of these i was gonna i was just about to say and this is um 101 on being a woman yeah um yeah. you so have to carry around crazy fucking alarms all the time yeah. <laughs> to, go <on> <laughs> to go on a run and so, this is called a birdie so if anyone wants one they're amazing yeah and my um item here is kenna actually showed me this it's from this company called Ned in Colorado. It's hemp oil, CBD oil. Um, I am anxious as fuck, so <laughs> I need this on me at all times in the club, either this or a nice cocktail. You know, I'm like in the club and I'm just thinking inside, internally, like impending doom all the time. Yeah. I'm just like a couple of that, scrolling. and,
1: and yeah. I'm good. So yeah, perfect. That's mine. We need hemp oil in the club.
4: We need to open this club. This is my type of club.
6: Yeah, this <laughs> club is. <laughs>
1: All of our anxieties in one room. Yeah, yes, like our alarm we're bonded. Our we have cream. alarms. We have ice cream. We have CBD to help, and most importantly, we have lactate because
8: no one wants to shake their pants.
1: Let's just keep the digestive system in out. check. Um, you know, dairy always sneaks its way into things, so let's just not let's just not go there. Let's keep our lives.
2: Keep our lives easier for ourselves, and you know, let's not shit our pants no in the stomach club. problem. That, not is shit true. In club that serves ice cream, but don't worry, they have lactate. Yeah.
5: <laughs> this is the Aces Club Kit, the Club Essentials, <laughs> the the Ace of Clubs, if you will.
8: Yes, yes.
5: <laughs> Be prepared for anything.
8: Anything. anything.
4: All right, well, it seems that this worked yet again, and the bouncer has let us in. Um, I'm still questioning everything. <laughs>
7: <laughs> He's terrible at his job, and that's why we hired him.
4: Yep, you don't want to see what happened to the last guy.
7: Uh- <laughs> this Once again, that this
5: all sounds completely nuts to any guest that doesn't <laughs> know, know what we're talking about with the lore of our imaginary bouncer and the tins and tumblers bar
7: a long twisted tale.
4: <laughs> oh Go back into our archive and piece together the entire lore But no time for that now. I think it's time we listen to some tunes Ryan What's on the jukebox today? We are listening to the bonus
5: tracks edition of the aces under my influence released on Red Bull records
4: And in order to do that, we need some accompaniment. Pedro, pour us some drinks, please.
7: All right. So um, when listening to this album and the bonus tracks, the overall feeling that I get is, I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It just took me back to those days when I was like living at my parents' house and like my friends would be over and it'd be like two in the morning or whatever. And we'd all be having drinks out in the back patio with you know that glass table that everyone seems to have had at some point in their life. (laughs) so that it took me back to like those nights for some reason just those nights where you're just getting you're getting deep you're having so many laughs maybe you cry a little even but you're just like (laughs) like you're just you're saying you're just it's just one of those nights that just it's the best night of your life and it maybe involves two people and it's the probably the realest you'll ever be the realest you've ever been And when I and when I spoke, uh, when I got your guys's answers to some questions that I sent out, that was sort of the idea you guys had about being your most authentic self um, and being vulnerable and all that. And so I was like, perfect, that that totally works with like what I was thinking. So when it came to coming up with a cocktail, I started thinking about, OK, what's my most authentic self when it comes to cocktails? Like, what is something I would want to be drinking in those moments? And usually on the show, the cocktails can get a little complicated. <laughs> and I mean, they're fun to make. And I like that. But when I'm not, you know, doing the work and I'm just drinking with a couple of friends, the stuff I make is really simple and it's delicious and it just makes everything as enjoyable. You know, I like the kind of drinks where you almost can't tell you're drinking and you've had and you've had like four without really realizing it, you know. <laughs> so that was sort of where I came to with this. And there's a drink that I that I usually drink with my friends Um, that I decided to bring back because I haven't had it in a while. So. It's um liquor and it can go with either whiskey or tequila, which were the top two I got from you guys. So it's we versatile love that way.
6: versatility in this band because we all you know exactly. like different yeah, exactly. things.
7: Exactly, it, it's the kind of thing you can just kind of make hopefully with stuff you have in your in your apartment, your house, whatever. Um, so it goes with whiskey or tequila. So it's I'm drinking the one with whiskey in it. Um, and then I got just like some peach tea, but really you can use whatever kind of tea you want—black tea, unsweetened raspberry, whatever. It's what it, Arizona if you want to but it's uh, so it's the liquor it's the tea and then just some lemon juice and a little bit of like lime sparkling water and I, oh I chopped up some basil too and threw it in there just to give it a little extra something but um, it's insanely refreshing and it's the kind of thing you can make quickly w- for a lot of people and you'll just like sip on it all night and enjoy yourself and I don't know it, it, it sort of just feels like home to me Um, and there's actually a photo of it in the chat if you guys want to check it out but this is the drink
6: it's getting I've sentimental already. Yeah,
7: but it is delicious. Um, yeah, no, it's really good. Quick, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just great. I don't know. It's it's there's something about it that I feel just goes with the the feeling of this album, and I'm calling it a Kelly.
6: Calling it a Kelly, Ooh, I like that. Nice, that's awesome. And right along a- with Under My Influence, we love
7: that. Uh, yeah, dig it.
4: And yet again, I have to sit here and watch them drink because I'm all the way. <laughs> Quarantined in my own little bunker. All right, so I'm going to raise my Lacroix and and shed a tear. Uh, (laughs) Cheers, everyone.
1: We
6: got some black coffee, some water, some Jennies.
2: Cheers, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
7: Cheers. absolutely. And um, yeah, I'll be sure to send you guys the recipe and everything too.
6: Yeah, please Uh, do. We'll make it tonight. I love that that you said that because like our music is that's like so important to us that people feel that through our music is like just that like authenticity and that like space to just be yourself. And that's like a really common thing that a lot of our fans say to us is like, you know, I'm only my truest self at your show. Like I'm only out at your show. I'm only, I met my best friends at your show, like that kind of stuff. So I feel like you perfectly captured the aces vibe in a drink. So thanks for that.
7: I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's your music. It just makes me think of those moments where like you could tell someone anything and it's okay. So that's like so sweet. I love that. Wow, love that. Oh my
6: god, I'm putting that, that yeah. I'm putting
8: that on a shirt. I'm
2: putting
7: that on a shirt. That's
2: amazing. That's
7: amazing. I'm glad you guys. I'm, I'm glad you guys like it. The idea of it, yet. Anyway, hopefully you'll like it.
8: Yes. <laughs> I love it.
7: It <laughs> sounds so good. Yeah. Awesome.
4: So when quarantine first started happening, uh, we we used to do this show in person. We used to invite our guests to like sit down with us and actually enjoy the drinks. But unfortunately, we can't do that. And we started a series called Century Club which is very short episodes that we did weekly where Pedro would make a shot to go with a song. And back in July, we covered your song. My phone is trying to kill me. (laughs) Um, and I actually pulled up the shot that Pedro made. If you would like to hear it, it's a little more complicated. Yeah. See, um, so it's called a going dark shot and he served (laughs) it in a little skull, uh, shot glass. And, Pedro you're gonna have to correct me here because like I think I wrote something incorrectly on the uh on the the recipe so it was uh, a three-quarter ounce vodka half an ounce of lemon juice and a quarter ounce of some kind of juice that I I accidentally wrote beer juice which doesn't make any (laughs) sense
7: Let me go back and see what you're talking Beer juice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no one caught it. No one caught it. I, I don't know what I was writing. I must have been sleep deprived. Oh, my God. It, oh, beet juice. It was beet juice. Beet juice. Yeah,
7: it was beet- like, it, oh, yeah, because it was, Um. that's right. This one I made is like a cleansing shot. Ooh, oh my just, god
6: wow really that's also yeah. very much on brand i feel like if we were gonna yeah. do a shot a little beet juice a little lemon juice honestly cleanse
7: yeah. that's literal. that's literally a bunch of stuff yeah and then i threw in activated charcoal just like
6: just wow. get it all out wow. <laughs> all right so this is our, our yeah, this kind is of our bar. drink yeah this is our drink
7: put your phone away it's trying
4: to kill you and cleanse yourself by going dark <laughs> yeah.
6: i love that yep. take cleanse yourself yeah i love that take
3: that's that great That is amazing mm-hmm
4: all right, so let's start talking about the album. Um, in one of the press releases, I read that you called it a rebellion. And I want to know, what does that mean to you?
6: I think it was like a rebellion toward like what women are supposed to do, right? Like women, I, I think typically you're seen, especially girl bands get like put in this corner of like, you know, they're supposed to be sexual and they're supposed to be all these things that like appeal to to men and just to overall like pop culture and for us like we really wanted to like take that back and do that in our own way and like be rowdy and and like you see a lot of the visuals for the album it's like very much it's very dark and it's very much like us owning that sexuality in a way that we feel comfortable with that's like not performative it's yeah. like for us and, mm-hmm.
1: and um, it's very like it's very punk like yeah. i think when we were talking about a rebellion it's like You know, the the album sounds very pop. It sounds like very, you know, bright and pop and dreamy like we always do and funky. But for the visuals, we wanted to take it more punk, like Crystal was saying, and just be like, yeah, we're going to just do this because the whole theme behind Under My Influence is like everything in this album is completely our choice. We're making the music we want to make. We're dressing how we want to dress. We're presenting how we want to present. And that's, you know in despite any what anyone tells us or everything around us or any expectation we're just gonna do whatever we want and that's really was the whole mentality while writing it while creating the visuals for it and you know all the way through so i think that's kind of where the rebellious aspect came from because when you're making a record you have a lot of people like in your ears you have a lot of things that can influence you or kind of you know sway you to you know, that effect what you end up creating, that affects your output. And we were just really trying to like- Do what we wanted. Not let any outside voices in and just do exactly what we wanted, no matter like what that was. And there were people that were like, oh, your visuals, they don't make sense with your sound. And it's like, it all makes sense though, because it's an energy, it's a vibe, like it's art, it's fluid, you know? Like, and these two mm-hmm. things go together. And if you don't get it, like we don't care. <laughs> it's like kind yeah. of just what we were- Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think I can see that a bit on the bonus tracks too. Um especially when I was listening to Aren't You. Uh, this it continues this theme that we've been discussing for a bit in our episodes about upbeat pop, pop songs that kind of mask sad or bittersweet material, kind of like uh fluid the way that you were talking about.
6: I think it's we've always been really interested in like the juxtaposition of exactly what you said, like sad topics but in a way that makes you feel like you can move through that emotion i feel like that's what like pop music is so amazing for and why we're so drawn to it is like you know when you're going through something really shitty sometimes you know it depends on who you are but i feel like there's a moment of grieving right and then there's like this moment of like okay but i still have to like be okay and i still have to get through this and music is such a beautiful way to do that and so i think we've always been really interested in writing songs about really hardship but like You can still move through that and dance through that and like energetically get through whatever you're going through with music as like such an aid to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's what we've really wanted to do through our music is like, yeah, this shit sucks, but like you can still come to our show. And like for that moment, you can like feel yeah, and you can feel better.
4: Yeah, I miss that so much. (laughs) What was the last show that you went to yourself as like an attendee before all of this happened it's probably
0: that music festival that we performed at yeah yeah Yeah. we saw some bands there too we played at okeechobee it was literally exactly a year ago tomorrow march 8th 2020 we played there (laughs) i've (laughs) seen ryan looking up
6: (laughs) like (laughs) this dreaming (laughs) dreaming we performed but we watched a few bands there too Yeah, I saw um, Katie and I went and and watched uh, Lucy Dacus. If you guys know her, she's awesome. And I didn't know her before. And there was like this show, it was like right before that, right as that mass hysteria was happening. So this festival that we were playing, like half of the people who bought tickets showed Showed up. There was like nobody there. It was like no man's land. It was really weird. It was really weird. And there was like maybe, what, 100 people at her show? Maybe a little, maybe a little more, yeah. but they were spread out, right? Yeah. So there was no real, like, crowd. And she was performing. I remember just thinking, like, oh, my God, she's amazing. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I've never heard of her before. And now I've, like, she's doing so many amazing things mm-hmm. and, like, part of so many. Like, she, I think she sang on Haley Williams' latest stuff.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, she's awesome. Oh.
6: With um, Boy Genius, I think, is mm-hmm. the oh, group yeah. she's in now, too. Um. Yeah. But we saw her, and that she was, that was amazing. was
1: show, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
6: I can't think of exactly anything. Exactly a year ago. Traumatic <laughs> anniversary. Super traumatic. And then we went <laughs> home <laughs> from that. Went home from
1: that and then everything just went over. It, it was like over went to shit. <laughs> yeah. And here we are today a year later. Thought that would be two weeks, Nope.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw this meme that was uh the captain from Wally and the the, the tag <laughs> oh, just yeah. said, Welcome to the one year anniversary of our two week lockdown. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
5: oh my gosh
4: oh my gosh and to hear a record like this come out during quarantine this this is music that i think deserves to be played live and so what has that been like for you like sitting on this great record but not being like really able to perform it not to get too dark here So yeah,
8: I think it's really honestly, hard. feels
4: great, right?
5: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, touring and live performance is the foundation of the band. Like, I know a lot of artists start by recording and putting out music, then performing, and that's like a whole new thing they have to learn. But we're the total opposite. We grew up playing live shows, playing to our friends and family, playing at local venues, and the recording thing was more foreign to us. We're like, like oh, three yeah, or four should... years later. Yeah, three or yeah. four yeah. years down the road, we're like, oh, maybe we should like make this music accessible to people outside of coming to our shows in person. Yeah. So so the touring and the live performance like you know we started this band to play shows and to go perform for people so not being able to do that's been really tricky for us and it almost feels like you know putting out a record without being able to tour I feel like we almost haven't even been able to like properly like digest this album and like fulfill what this record cycle is because it's like we don't really like yeah you know you can see numbers online you can see streams you can see fans like engaging online but there's nothing like seeing your fans show up and sing the words like I feel like that as an artist at least for us is like the validation mm-hmm. that that's you a, need when you put out a record yeah. so it's been like super shitty yeah. that's, that's, that's <laughs> <it all. laughs>
6: Tori is literally the reason why we make music so it's been yeah. like really hard yeah. in that way to connect like there's nothing I think in the beginning of this I've talked about it the few people like I'm sure you guys remember it remember when like everyone was going live every second of the goddamn day It was like, we're okay. We're normal. We're going to put on a show online. And like, it's like, no, like (laughs) there's nothing like connecting with people in real life over music, over drinks, over everything. Like you cannot recreate that. And so I think once we settled into like a, okay, we can't recreate that. We're just going to have to wait until the day that we can play these songs live. Then you get more of a piece in it. But it's been really hard. Like that's such a seeing our fans, hugging them, talking to them, seeing them love the music in real time is like exactly what Elisa said. Like that is such that keeps pushing you to do it because yeah. there's nothing like that. So it's been hard to keep motivation up during this yeah. time of like, of course you, you keep doing it. Cause like you love what you do, but like human connection is like what music yeah. is for, you know? Yeah.
2: Like we did, we did a live stream for the album, a really big full production live stream after it came out and i almost feel like it was more for us than anything yeah, like just to play a show yeah, yeah. like to, to pretend we're like to <laughs> be in rehearsing and to be playing a show and performing like was i feel like more for us yeah. than anyone yeah, else definitely. like and made at least for me i felt like a bit more fulfilled doing that at least if anything yeah <laughs> like
6: i agree it's just
2: yeah it's like, been tough it. it's been really hard
6: and Hopefully we're just looking soon yeah looking forward to that day when we get to get to play these songs live and i mean you know who, who knows maybe even some more new music
7: Ooh, looking forward to that you started uh with live you know playing live shows and then sort of went into recording whereas a lot of artists sort of go the opposite way um do you think that that like laid a stronger foundation for you guys to like you know bond figure out you know your sound who you are and all that stuff do you think that like laid a, a foundation that made it e- a little easier for you guys to really just assert your vision going forward like with like you were saying you know you have once you once you get into like you know record contracts and execs and stuff sometimes they try to push you to do things that you're like that's not me that's not my thing do you think do you think it helped like that way
6: 100% yeah, yeah. I think just our bond in general as a band is like almost unlike anything else I have in my life. It's like, it really is like basically a marriage to each other. We've been in a band since we were kids. Like we're like 10 years old and now we're like 25, Elise is 23 and well, almost 25, Ken's 24. (laughs) And, um, And so like our bond has like aided us so much in everything we do because ultimately at the end of the day, we just go back to the drawing board and we're like do we want to do this like is this representing all four of us correctly like it's i feel so lucky to be surrounded by them as like my sisters so it's like i'm not in my head like second guessing myself like we always have each other's backs and we're kind of like this like unit that ultimately makes decisions together and that makes it really easy to like know who we are and like know what's true to us because we've grown up together yeah and we can kind of go back to the drawing board and be like hmm no, we don't want to do that. Or yeah. Okay. Let's do that. You know? And so that's made, I think us bulletproof going into labels and going into different things like that. Like at the end of the day, we, it's not just us by one person by themselves.
1: We didn't sign a record deal, like to figure out who we were going to be as artists. It's like, we did all, which is funny because that's kind of how it is a lot of the time. Like they'll sign like kids that just like have a viral song, but they haven't really thought that far ahead and stuff. So it's like a lot of artists do the figuring out while they're signed, but we were signed kind of, you know, the, our label signed us like knowing what band we were, you know what I mean? They wanted to sign right it up. Yeah, who, mm-hmm. were, who we already were, I guess. And we were really protective of that too. You know, like
6: we waited to sign until we were like 21. Um, and we were having label interest from the time we were about like 18. And we didn't, we knew that people were going to pigeonhole us and, and try to shape us and figure out what we were and try to throw things at the wall. And they didn't stick, you know, move on to the next, like we knew, and we knew we had something really special. So we, knew we, we had something
1: special, but like really easy to fuck
6: up. Yeah. yeah. Like we just yeah. knew we wanted someone to come in and just say, Hey, I love what you guys are doing. I just want to help you elevate it. I don't want to come in and rip it apart and tell you who to be. And we were lucky, you know, we found someone like a partner like Red Bull that's been really awesome and and aided our growth versus like coming in and being like, "Okay, here's what we're doing now. You know what I mean? I feel like
0: with that journey, too, it's not just like one thing that you just like fight and then you like win it. Like, I feel like that's something we, especially as like women in music, like are fighting every single day, just like protecting ourselves preserving our vision and our dream because mm. like it's just us who know it yeah no yeah. matter what like we're the ones who know it and we'll mm-hmm. make it happen yeah. so I think that's like a fight we like wake up to do every day yeah
6: like we're the ones who know who yeah. we are better than anyone knows right. who we are right
5: I'll share an anecdote from yesterday um going through Santa Barbara I drove by old uh club stomping ground wildcat which oh, uh, yeah I don't know.
4: <laughs> we're all from Santa Barbara uh we all went to school there
5: Wild Club is the premier um, Santa Barbara one hometown to Katy Perry, who would sometimes make appearances at this club. And it's like kind of the premier uh, gay dance club of Santa Barbara on State Street. And I drove by it. And and that's when that's when the live music thing really hit me when your song Can You Do came on. And I thought, oh, my God, this is like the live club song with the like it like that chant happening. And I just saw myself in that club and thought, oh, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, it like hit me while I was there.
6: That's so funny that you say that because, like, Elisa and I, when we were writing these songs, we like talked about all the time. We're like, these songs need to be in, like blasting at a yeah. gay club. Yeah. Like, there's a couple songs in there that I'm like, they are exactly can you do. I mean, everything we do is for the gays, but there's certain <laughs> songs that are like, <laughs> <"Yes, laughs> there's certain yeah, songs that it's like, okay that's for the case exclusively (laughs) yeah we i mean i i'm so glad you said that because like we've been thinking that for a long time and like hoping you know hopefully in the future we get a get to see that and experience that in in real life and we will um, and we will we will and we will
4: manifesting I'm, i'm really glad you brought that up because i remember the first time i listened to under my influence and about halfway through i like texted the guys because i was really excited about it i'm like this album is so gay. This album is really gay and I love it. Like as a queer person uh, myself, like I love when I can hear that very overtly in pop music. Kelly was, I think the song that did it for me. Like it's your first openly queer song to use gendered pronouns, right?
6: Yeah. I mean, the whole record, the whole record really is completely queer and, and gendered that way, you know? But at the same time, I think we wanted to do it in a way that just felt like obvious you know, like we were writing this music and I remember we were driving to a session we had in Malibu and and Elisa and I's mom was in town and we were showing her these new demos of of under my influence. And she was like, Oh, you know, she's older, she's in her fifties and she stopped the music and she's like, are you, are you guys going to use pronouns? And Elisa and I kind of like, I hadn't even thought about it. I was Mm -hmm. just like, well, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're gay. Like, that's what our life is. And I feel like, you know, um, straight people use gender, use pronouns all the time. Ariana Grande is constantly saying boy mm-hmm. and music all the time and people, some of the biggest music in the world. And I think, you know, we really see ourselves as really competitive pop songwriters. And I'm like, there needs to be queer pop music. Like there really is not. I mean, you have a couple people doing it. Like I think Hayley Kiyoko is really paving that way. And You have some people, you know, Sam Smith is doing that as well, but I think there's not really much openly queer direct pop music like there's no way around it you know it's yeah. you know what i'm saying
1: that's starting to happen now or it's like yeah i feel like people kind of held back before and uh it just felt right like it felt like a good evolution you know i think when we wrote the first record we avoided pronouns because one we were young and, and weren't even really sure if we like what we were trying to say yet you know what i mean mm-hmm. and Secondly, I think, you know, it was kind of scary for us too, you know, given where we grew up and just everything. I mean, the industry is still, still getting somewhere with that. So it's like, okay. And you do hear people talk about like, well, you know, it might be less marketable. You might niche yourself, stupid stuff like that, which is Mm -hmm. untrue.
6: And when you're young, you believe that shit, you know, like we're from Utah, like we're very... We were very green when we entered this industry. Like we're first generation of retainers, and like you, those voices can get in your head of like it's not going to be as marketable. You're gonna you're gonna alienate people. All this mm-hmm. stuff. And like the second record, we were just like if we don't use pronouns at this point, like we're lying. We're being inauthentic. We're being an authentic you know? when the whole point of this record
2: is to be authentic. So it's yeah. like it was no question at that point. We were also older. I was like 22. You're we like 24. So big difference from being like 17 and new. Mm-hmm and 19 so that was a
6: conversation we had you know because because ken doesn't doesn't identify as queer but um katie does but we all were kind of like you know had this meeting and i was like okay i know this is something we need to talk about like we want to make sure everyone in the band feels equally Mm -hmm. represented and and, like this music portrays them because like it does all of our faces together Mm -hmm. and kind of just getting having that trust and i remember ken saying something that i think is really beautiful she was just like well yeah like if you guys can relate to music with like pronouns straight that don't pronouns. straight pronouns like why couldn't I relate to music with with queer pronouns like it's all the same these are just like, like stories when of you your think lives. about it logically it makes like no sense but that's still a thing yeah right. and yeah. so she was just like yeah duh like you need to be your authentic selves like yeah the music's great let's do it and so that just you know that Made us all feel. I know Lisa and I have writing the music that made us feel really. And, and Katie wasn't out yet for, yeah. for this music mm-hmm. out. And so that was another thing. I was like, Are you what she was out to us in her personal life? I didn't yeah. speak for you. But.
2: No, yeah. Like I had just, I was out to like family and close friends, but I hadn't really been like publicly out yet. I was still in my journey. You know, mm-hmm. we're all on our journey. It's really funny to think about now because it just seems like, duh. But yeah. like in the time, it was really like, okay, we're doing this, you know, yeah. it, which is unfortunate that I even had to feel that way, but, mm. but now it just feels, and even then it still felt so natural. It felt so yeah. Right. It felt uh, obvious. The music just feels so authentic and, and genuine. And it's, and I think people feel that it comes across, yeah. you know,
6: totally. And so from there, we were just like, yeah, like there's no, to censor it at this point would just be like censorship and, and, and we truly believe, you know, like in art, censorship is like where art, true art goes to die. It's like when you start really censoring what you do um, in hopes to appeal to more people. Like you can't, the best music we think in the world is like the most authentic, the most, authentic, the most, uh, most uncensored.
2: Like it's just
6: like thought to paper, thought mm-hmm. to wherever, whatever medium, you know, you're using. And so that was kind of how under my influence just came to be. And, and we knew we were going to take on like, you know, questions of people being like, whoa, you know, like you're really using pronouns. And it was like, yeah, yeah, bring them out. Of course. You know, yeah. it just felt really like obvious to us. Right. Mm-hmm.
5: It's funny how sensitive that like, that like music industry executives think people are like you made a, you mentioned earlier, like how we don't want to alienate people, or we don't want to do that. There's like this sort of mythical middle of the road person where if they hear a pronoun or anything, even close to something that might feel gay, that you're going to destroy your career, you're done. And it's like, they, I feel like we don't give audiences enough credit sometimes, you know,
6: yeah, also, like if you have a problem with like us being ourselves, then it's like, okay, we don't really want you at our show, like I don't know, you know what I'm saying, yeah. It's like yeah, off yeah. off of it, I don't know, it's like not not to be a dick, but like I just feel like we're speaking to who we need to speak to, yeah, and it's way more important for us to speak to those people, kids, whoever that need that representation than it is to try to appeal to those. That are going to be offended by it or upset by it right Right. it's like i think um we're massive fans of the cure and and robert smith said this thing in an interview that i thought was amazing where he was just like like, we know who we're talking to like we're talking to people like us we don't need to talk Mm -hmm. to everybody because not everybody's gonna understand what we're doing and that's okay Like we're talking to our people and our people are going to show up for us and they're literally obsessed with what we do and that's who we make music for we're not necessarily trying to make music like it can't appease everybody because not everybody is the same mm-hmm. you know right.
5: yeah straight audiences have been appeased and appealed to for a century so i think uh <laughs> i think there's some room for uh... <laughs> yeah.
4: you mentioned growing up in utah and you know specifically provo which i have visited a grand total of once um and uh i got a definite vibe uh, but I'm by no means an expert. Can can you fill in our listeners on what exactly it is like growing up there?
1: Yeah, if you're not LDS, you're the minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, most everybody, at least we grew up in the county. Salt so it, Lake's a little different. Salt so Lake is evolved and spread its wings and it's not very lbs anymore but the county that we grew up in was very very lbs so it's very religious very conservative kind of you can you know imagine what that would be like for queer people to grow up and try to discover themselves in that environment mm-hmm. so i mean i think there's a lot of good things about it like Kenna was mentioning the beauty and it's very peaceful and you know people are really friendly
0: mm-hmm. um we we were able to play so much live when we were so young because all of the clubs don't serve alcohol. So like we yeah. were able to play every uh, we were like
6: 12 years we're, old. And yeah. so that's what really mm-hmm. benefited and us there's been. there's yeah. not really clubs there's just like live music. But yeah, yeah. Like yeah. people you know there's a lot of pros and cons. I think Provo is a very loaded place for a lot of people because mm-hmm. There is a lot of um, good things. People, I think, at a young age, because they're not distracted by drugs and alcohol and everything, like a lot of fitness
2: influencers yeah. come mm-hmm.
6: out of
8: Provo. <laughs> a lot of
6: musicians
2: come a lot, out of Provo. A lot of those bloggers you see, I swear utah They're all from that. Utah. Yeah. Like Utah started I'm
8: creating really influencers. influencers.
2: Like You're so damn that. bored out there that
6: you just full you just send into your passion at a really young age, which is really awesome in yeah. a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. if we weren't from Utah we i don't know if we would have been a band so young and like yeah. been where we are now because like this is what we did on weekends yeah you know what i mean like we, we played music we played shows like we were really really dedicated yeah. from a young age but at the same time you know juxtaposition to that is like there is a lot of there's a very judgmental mindset in yeah. a lot of ways and a lot of social pressure and a lot of like you know anxiety and and Self-loathing around being queer, you know. Yeah. I really felt that. I know, like everyone's yeah, different, sure. but I, that's a pretty common experience being queer, as it is in so many small towns across, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, everywhere in the world. You know, we're still a minority, and so yeah, it's it was very it's a very complicated relationship. Yeah, it is a I very
2: thing. complicated yeah. to have because sure. there's
6: a lot of love, but there's also a lot of things that were like
2: really hard, really yeah.
6: hard. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. and I think you like, capture that really well on eight hundred one too. Like, yeah. kind of feeling like a misfit. But owning who you are despite that.
6: Expressing that, like, in the setting of being in a hometown, that felt scary at first. Yeah, it was, like, scary to, like, what are our parents going to think and, like, what are, you know, what are, it it was hard, but I feel like, you know, it was so necessary for, like, our telling the whole story as a band.
5: I'm a fan of the band Sago as well, another Provo band. And they're (laughs) also in L.A. now. I think Moth and the Flame, too, if I'm not mistaken. But Yeah. yeah. I was reading an interview where the owner of the club, Valor said anytime you have a conservative culture, you also generally have a thriving subculture and yeah. those two contrasting worlds like inspire that creativity in a way.
2: Yeah, yeah for sure. That, like Valor felt like this little haven yeah, that was yeah. like so different from the rest of where we grew up. Like, yeah. And Corey Fox, who's the owner of Valor, he does such a good job of like creating that misfit. kind yeah, of mentality. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, yes.
1: Velour is mean. in Provo, but it doesn't feel like Provo. You know? yeah. yeah. It's a really cool yeah. pocket of just, like, creativity, and, like, you can just go do your thing and be yourself. Like, so many cool queer creators mm-hmm. come yeah. through
6: Velour, and it's, like, crazy because it's, like, across the street from the temple in BYU. Yeah. So, yeah. it's, like, this amazing safe haven, yeah. and we really benefited from, from going there. I remember there like, Velour being the first place that I ever, like, met someone who was, like, gender queer. Yeah. And, like, yeah. there was, um, there was this, uh, person there named Steven and and they were like very gender non-conforming seeing that, like in, in Provo, like that didn't exist yeah like that is not that wasn't a thing like we didn't un- I I didn't even know that could be a thing yeah. you know like it, it, the community is very binary in male mm. and female because of the religion yeah. and so seeing that I was like you know like that's where all these like kind of punky misfit kids mm. came to hang out and playing, um, and playing music, and it was so awesome to see that like representation. Like, and oh my god, god! Like, you don't have to. And and I know I know we always felt like really tomboy and kind of misfitty, and like mm-hmm. we didn't fit this like what a woman is supposed to do in in religion. And we get asked questions all the time, like, okay, cool, so you want to tour and be a musician? That's cute, but like you need to get married and <laughs> be part of church. Yeah. And I would just be, I would make me so mad as like a fifteen year old. I'd be like, can I do both? And I'm like also. I don't even care about that. Like, I'm thinking, I want to play shows. Like, I want to be with my friends and it was like this constant, like, hitting a wall of like, okay, cool. But anyway, you need to be married, you need to be a wife and you need to have kids. You need to have a husband. I was like, what? I don't want (laughs) that. Like, you know, and then discovering and coming into um, my own sexuality and I know you guys, you know, have similar experiences. But even Ken, I know being straight, her experience as well, kind of being like, now you're married and, yeah um, i think it, it's i didn't have that like queer experience growing up there but definitely as a
0: woman you know i did get married fairly young relative to like the rest of the world i was like 23 but still felt a lot of pressure of just like i was going on tour when you were like 18 and, yeah, like, yeah i was living a very different life than most girls are expected to in that culture and so i totally felt a lot of pressure in that way of like like, I couldn't, I couldn't do both. Like, I did want to, like, get married, but I felt like I couldn't do both and it wasn't going to work, so I felt pressure in that way. Yeah, too.
6: and we've talked about it a lot, of yeah. you just being, like, I feel like people are, like, judging me or something yeah. about, like, but like, I can do both. And I remember we had that conversation when we were younger, and we were, like, I, can, I want to tour, but I also, like, love my husband and want to be married. Like, why can't I, yeah. I can't, like, the stigma even outside of religion that, like, women... Yeah or can only do one thing, right? That's like, if you're a mother, you can only be a mother. And if you're like all these things, right? Like there's, there's, if you look now, like Halsey and Kehlani and all these women who are like fully pregnant and having kids, but like very much in their careers and performing Mm -hmm. and putting music out. And like, I think that we're starting to break that stigma and empower women to like, you can be a mother but yeah you can also That's like be a whole you and like have it's, a personality it's like literally just all yeah. those stigmas are just trying to get women to like not
0: do what they want to just be yeah, submissive and not yeah. do
6: exactly to feel like they owe someone something yeah, yeah. owe people like you know uh,
2: I, you get what i'm saying yeah but going back to like i was just thinking this going back to the valour thing too like I feel like this unlocks something in my brain that I've never really thought about, but it just, like, Valour was, like, the first place that I think I, like, was pretty, like, public with, like, my first girlfriend, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and felt safe there. Yeah. And, like, to give you guys a vibe of what it looks like, it's dark, it has exposed brick, like, these, like, old black wood floors and, like, Cory collects all this stuff. It's just, like, these crystal lamps and, like, these old photos and, like, tin signs. It's really, really cool. And I... Wanna I wanna go...
6: You, it's
2: got, a, you yeah, have to uh, go. It's so
0: amazing. It's so amazing. If you look up, we when we did the Billboard cover, or it was for a feature in Billboard, for because we charted in alternative music, we shot the picture in board like, so Yeah, that's like kind of gives
2: you a yeah. vibe of what it looks. Like. And I feel like Velour has started to like spread through Provo. That feeling, like yeah. it brought like a new culture, and like Provo has started to grow a little bit. And I like. It feels like that just spread a bit. Yeah. Which I've never like really thought about. But yeah, Provo's a a unique it is still really close. Yeah, I actually live pretty close to Provo. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Of course it is Women's History Month. And over the next few episodes, we're going to pay tribute to pioneering and influential women in music. So my question is, who are some female role models that you have that helped shape your identity as musicians?
6: I think a big one for our band is Haley Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first person I think I saw, and I know we would like watch on, on my mom's like PC when we were like literally 10 years old, like in the basement. You know, you still have like, we were the generation that like with the dying like computer in the basement where you mm-hmm. like go and get to spend <laughs> four hours. And, and then when we became teenagers, that kind of phased out because then the iPhone came and all that. But we still kind of had that when we were like 10 to 12. And I remember just turning on like the crush, crush, crush music yeah. video and just like yeah. her power and like her presence and everything just kind of granted us the green light to like, Oh, we can, we can be in a band and like, yeah. we can like, I, it was just so inspiring to this day. You know, she's one of, I know mine and are it's still a big influence, Paramore, like one of our favorite bands. Yeah, and, um, I would also say obvi- an obvious, obvious one is Joan Jett. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. If you've seen her um, Amazon documentary, if you haven't, you have to go watch it. It's, yeah. like, literally one of the coolest. It's, as a woman in music, like, in anyone, really. But it just hits her home in, like, a different way. Yeah. Like, what she had to go through and how she had to pave the way and, like, constantly having people underestimating her and and going through so much to, like, get to where she is today. You know, so much as, like, I think someone, like, threw, like, a battery at her when she was on stage. Like She's just pretty bad. Cause it was like, women aren't supposed to do that. Like get off stage and like, you're supposed to all this stuff, right? Like, I just thank God that we were born in this generation where we're safer to like express and be who we are. And feel yeah. so grateful to women like her. she did like that really really hard work yeah like all she She wanted to do
2: was play guitar and be in a band and it was so unacceptable yeah like beer bottles thrown at her on stage and she still did
6: like that love for music
2: was so deep and real that she was just like
6: fuck fuck all this like i'm gonna i'm gonna like keep my head down and keep doing it and i think she's
1: another one and same with tegan and sarah tegan Tegan
6: sarah went through
1: a lot especially so for much. queer women in the space like yeah. so much is owed to them like i don't think you know i think had teens Sarah existed today their career would probably look very different i think they would have been much more accepted i think they were really you know kind of oppressed and and, and kept down when they were making that kind of music and like um when was like the early like late late oh, it was like or early early 2000s, early 2000s yeah and one of my favorites. yeah they went through a lot of shit for that and i don't think any i don't think if it hadn't been for teen and Sarah artists like us would not exist girl in red would not exist like Claro would not like it's just like hey, uh, Hailey Kyoko like all these women that are now able to express themselves like Dean and Sarah did that like, yeah. they were a queer duo and I remember growing up hearing it was shocking as kids I remember growing up hearing like oh are they like the le- like lesbian twin sisters or whatever isn't that like that weird duo or whatever like I thought about them and. In retrospect now, yeah. obviously Crystal
6: being a diehard fan. I am diehard.
8: <laughs>
6: yeah. Yeah. I owe like honestly, like coming out was a massive, they are a massive reason for that for me. We tell them what.
0: Last night at dinner we were talking about because Katie and Crystal, they were like probably 18, 17 <laughs> or 18, traveled from Utah to LA just by themselves to go to a Tegan and Sarah concert. Yeah. They weren't out yet. And they were yeah, about us that out. story, and I was like, Okay, tell me you're gay without telling me you're gay. You guys travel me to
6: you closet lesbian without telling me you closet. We closet need to TikTok that. Yeah, <laughs> they were <just, laughs> they are just so amazing. Like, really, what? Seeing them, like, they're so smart. They make such amazing music. Like, uh, and they were out their whole careers during like the early 2000s and like the 90s and like being pitted against each other in press and like being like just really, really, you know, they went through a lot if you look into their history of being out in that time when it was not okay to be out um, as <laughs> music. So, you know, we just feel so grateful. We could, the list goes on and on, right? Like there's so many amazing, and amazing women. female musicians and women in, in, in music history um, that have just paved the way. And we just feel super, super grateful to them to be able to do what we do and do it safely, you know? And um be able to be our most authentic selves. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: Amazing. And I wish we could continue talking about this further, but it's time we switched gears. It's time for our favorite game, Hashtag Mood. Drew, hit that theme song. once again to Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing song for mood our favorite game that we like to play at the end of every podcast hashtag mood is a playlist building game where we like to stretch our muscles so the way that we do this is we are going to pull a pre written mood out of our well it's not really a hat uh Ryan why don't you show the aces uh, our amazing curator of moods. Okay, are you sitting down?
5: This is our um, fifth member, the fifth beetle of the pod, <laughs> Mrs. Potts. We don't We don't know the genesis of it. We can only guess that it was fueled by um, some sort of bad LSD of some kind um, at <laughs> a Color Me Mine. So She
7: sublets oh. a space in my closet. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so we have lots of pre-written moods that various guests have given us over time and i think some that have survived even from us that we wrote so we will reach in and pick one
4: and once we do each of you will get a chance to pick one song to match this mood we will build one monster of a playlist we always do have a mood of your own leave us a message by calling the tunes and tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 Again, that is 626-604-6477. If you leave us a mood, that'll give Mrs. Potts a chance to take the day off. We all know that she has a very active social life. Ryan, what's a good mood for us today?
5: Okay, here we go. This one's pretty simple. It just says Windows Down PCH, which is very funny since we were just talking about Malibu.
4: All right. Who would like to take this one first?
2: We're going in the row. Okay, mine... I'm going to let you guys in on my life. I'm going through a breakup. <laughs> hmm. So when I picture myself driving down the PCH, I'm listening to um, Not My Baby by Always. Always, I say it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like yeah. LVV. Yeah.
4: Always. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about.
0: Healing. Healing. That's I mine. would choose Moments slash Tides by Goth Babe. It's such a good beach song. That one's perfect. hmm
7: Nice.
6: i would definitely have to go classic um iconic just like heaven
1: by the cure yeah yep.
6: that's yeah. such a good I one that it. was actually my original Ooh, great, great. pick but
1: iconic. i've since pivoted <laughs> um i would do stargazing by the neighborhood it was actually a bonus track off their newest record and it's so beachy and fun
4: i love that one hell yeah so yeah. good i love that they're having a resurgence right now like sweater weather is like in the top 20 on spotify and
3: yeah. yeah is it it's yeah TikTok.
4: it's it's been up there for a while they've got like 700 million streams on that song now i am very surprised that the kids are embracing it but i love it
2: it's I've such been a good song I've been, i actually still listen to the radio haha and i hear on the radio all the time really yeah no it's so
6: funny about that song is like it's become i don't know why but it's become on tiktok if you guys have seen this it's like the bye anthem so Mm. like everyone will be like that's what it is on tiktok it's like that's why it's 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 massive is because everyone's being like it's the thing where like if you're gay you comment does she does she listen to girl in red it's like this whole thing it's like a (laughs) joke and then the buy one is like if you I guess make a TikTok and you're playing sweater weather and like mouthing along and like, you know, do a wink with the whatever. Then it's like, Oh, you're by like, they just came out. Like sweater weather has become the <laughs> by anthem. That's funny. It's
7: this new code instead of like handkerchief color coding. Like it's, we've
4: been telling Pedro that he's got to get on TikTok and like do all the recipes on there. So Pedro, if you do that, report back on what the trends are.
7: <laughs> just going to come back with my hair, just completely fried. I'm, Tweaking out on coffee. You guys, there's so much happening.
2: What's your guys' songs?
7: Oh, Oh. I'll go. If I'm cruising down the PCH with my windows down, I probably got my shades on, and I feel like the coolest person ever. And I'm going to play Disco Man by Remy Wolf because that's who I (laughs) want to be. The Disco Man with the fiscal plans, kissing hands, and I don't know where I'm going, but it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope when I get there.
4: Doing this right now, Remy Wolf. On the vision board. Oh Let's yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we can get her in here. That'd be sick. Yeah.
6: Guys, just gotta manifest. Manifest. No, it would be. She. You, she would have a great time. We've been having an awesome time. Yeah, with this you guys, has been so, so. fun.
7: Oh, oh thank that's you. good to hear. Thank you, guys. Yeah. We
4: never know if anybody's having fun. <laughs>
6: <laughs> like, see you guys. <laughs> we're here to tell you we're having fun. We're having yeah, fun. we are having a lot of fun. Dope.
5: <laughs> Ryan, you want to go next? I was gonna go with John Mayer's New Light just Because he makes a reference to Malibu and it's just such a good beachy song, but I
8: mm-hmm.
5: was a little too on the nose, so I think I gotta go with Ace of Bass The Sign, gotta go classic. Fuck yeah,
2: a wow, <laughs> that's a classic.
5: I, they were well, they were on my mind not just because one word of their name you know shared with <laughs> yours, but but those song, but the All Mean Nothing song on your album made me think of Ace of Bass a lot in a good way. Oh,
1: that's dope, love that, yeah.
5: and so. There it is. That's the seeing the PCH sign.
4: <laughs> well, uh, I was going to choose "The Ace of Spades." Uh, <laughs> because that has the word Ace? no, no, not really. I am also going through a breakup right now, and I was going through a few songs that kind of capture uh, that. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with "It's Not Living if it's Not with you" by the 1975.) It's it's
2: somebody else on repeat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the breakup song of a a lifetime.
4: Yeah, lock yourself in your room, get really sad. Just let let the depression complete its cycle.
8: (laughs) Yep. (laughs)
6: Yep. Yep. Let 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 the depression relate more. Yep. Yep. That song is, like, too painful for me. I'm, like, I'm yeah. not going through a breakup, and, like, even me listening to that, I'm, like, too much, too yeah, much. some the most
2: songs you feel too much. Yeah. I'm, like, like you
1: love the song,
6: but you can't. Time and
1: place, but this is too much for me. Yeah. Right Literally, now. Like, bony, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, sorry to leave it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> but it is last call. Do we have any lingering thoughts about Under My Influence, about queer pop music, about blowing up the only club in the 801?
6: (laughs) Lingering thoughts, I think we really covered a lot of ground. We dove deep. We dove deep. deep. Um, I would say if you haven't listened Under My Influence, Give it a listen. Give we're a really it. proud of that of that record, and like we just, you know, if anyone's listening, that's an Aces fan.
1: We do we find love you. Touring it at some point. Yeah, so when that goes
6: live, please come see us. We'd love to meet you and yeah. play for you. So, and also, you know, like the Aces are just getting started. We're already writing new music. We're already excited about the future. And, um, you know, we're thanks for having us. This was really, really fun to get to just kind of like hang and and talk and share drinks and you know yeah. everything. Pedro
4: will drop that recipe in the bio so that you can have one yourselves. Yes, yes. Can't wait.
6: yes oh, That'll be awesome.
5: I have a request, which has become somewhat of a recurring thing, where I sort of just make requests of bands <laughs> <laughs> that we have on. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the Spanish version you did of last one.
8: Oh, oh thanks. thanks.
5: And I was listening to "Thought of You" and thinking, "Ooh, that'd be a good that'd be a good Spanish language version idea."
6: That'd be cool. We've been actually really wanting to. Um, we had a couple songs on Under My Influence that we were potentially thinking of doing Sp- Spanish versions for. And thank you for, for adding that. That's a good thought. Sweet. We'll do some. I don't want to make any promises. I don't want anyone to get mad. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> but um, no, we definitely really want to do that. So killer.
4: All right. Before we go, uh, do y'all have anything else you would like to plug?
6: I think that's about that's it, it. That's, that's it. about it. Thank you guys. Yeah, for having this. thank this you. It's been really fun. For real.
4: Well, thank you. Tell all of your friends at Red Bull that we would love to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we'll add a Red Bull to our next uh, our, our next cocktail. Maybe. We did, we, we did one we did for it, Post We did Malone. it last time. Yeah. yeah. We didn't actually have Post Malone on the show. We did a Century Club with one of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing on the vision board. There we go. Post Malone. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers is an Atwood Magazine podcast. Be sure to like the show and Atwood on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out a lot. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers.
7: Cheers. Cheers.